The Watch Time Show, sponsored by digital agency Mint Twist. Welcome to Watch Time, the show for marketing industry influencers looking for creative and digital ideas. We'll be exploring new technology, developments, and sharing the stories behind high-profile industry players. I'm Alexandra King from Mint Twist, and in this episode, we'll be looking at the rise of smart speakers. The voice revolution has only just begun. Today, Alexa is a humble servant, but very soon, could she become much more? A teacher, a confidant, or an informant? To discuss this and so much more, I'm joined by Charlie Cadbury, CEO of Say It Now. He is working to develop voice integration technology for every business in the UK. Charlie, it's great to have you here today. And it's great to be here. So, Charlie, before we get into technical details, I would like to learn more about the man behind the business. And I would like to start with something that's fascinated me, and that is your name, Charlie Cadbury. You must get that a lot. Char- a fair bit, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and then Cadbury Chocolate. Any, you're, any connection? You're not the first person to point out that connection. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so my, so my great-great-grandfather was George Cadbury, who was one of the, the Cadbury brothers. So um, their dad, John Cadbury, had set up a, a tea and a chocolate merchant in the middle of Birmingham. And during that time, it was kind of conceived wisdom that if you were an, an, an industrial business, you set up your factory in the middle of the town. But they broke with that and set up a factory in the field just outside where they could have a better world for their workers to live and they could um, use the, the new technology of the day, which was this industrial technology to produce chocolate at scale. That is utterly incredible and it just shows you that entrepreneurship runs in the family. You've clearly got the bug, don't you? Very much, you know, it does. Very much so. And you're also a family man. Could you tell us more about, do you have children? Do you have a wife? Yeah, sure. So uh, when our daughter was born, we were averaging one child every five months. Um, so I now have uh, <laughs> twin sons who are six years old and our daughter Sienna is five in March. So it's, it's a busy and lively household. Um, and at the moment, I'm losing power. Um, so every morning when we're talking about what we should wear for the day, I say, well, perhaps you should wear a coat. And the children run to this device in the kitchen and they ask Alexa what the weather's going to be like today. And it's her that's starting to be trusted more than me, which is an interesting, interesting rise or shift of power dynamic in the house. That is very interesting. It's actually even more interesting that you've used the word trust because when we get to the nitty gritty, we talk about the importance of trust and how that relates to the technology that you're selling. But we'll, we'll get to that. I've had a look at your LinkedIn and followed your career path. So you started in sales. I started in sales in um in about 1988, we had a apple tree in the garden and I would pick up these apples as a young boy and I'd take them around in a wheelbarrow from house to house trying to sell these apples. And I managed to sell quite a few and it was only years later I was told by my mother that actually our, our house was, was on a block and everyone on the block had an apple tree in their garden. It was either my amazing sales technique or my, uh, my, my, my six-year-old face that allowed me to, to get these apples sold. So it's been, it's been a career in sales, but it's in technology sales since about 1999 when I started selling websites. Right, and then I can see that you uh, spent some time as a commercial director and then you co-founded several businesses and now you are a CEO and founder of a number of businesses a moment pebble, Champers Advisory, Lighthouse London, and say it now. 
yeah. that's quite a that's quite a portfolio. It's well, it's uh, so I'm, a, I'm an advisor to, to Lighthouse and a co-founder of um, of Moment Pebble, and say it now is is very much the the day job. And I've been working in um, natural language processing since 2015. So started working to prove out that you could book an airline ticket using just your voice. So using Alexa in 2015 with a, an airline in the states. And then following that, uh, started to build products using this understanding of natural language processing and built out Dazzle, which is the first one of those with, with Marriott That's hotels. right. I was about to mention Dazzle. Did you, you won an award for, for that, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so we, we first we put the proposition to, to Marriott. So this was in September 2016. And they were looking for innovations within the, the hotel sector way to position the Marriott brands to a younger audience. And the, what we'd learned um, about these smart speakers is that they didn't work very well in busy environments, but if it was just one human and a smart speaker, that worked really well. So we were looking for opportunities where that was the case and hotel rooms seemed ideal. That's, that's wonderful. And, and now it's all about Say It Now. Very much, very much. We've had a, a very good first kind of 18 months of this business. We've, we've launched well. I've had a little look at what it's all about, and it says it's to articulate the benefits for companies and customers of automated communications through chatbots and voice assistants. Can you explain that? Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, because this is all about personalized conversations at scale. And this is what really is the kind of the marketer's nirvana. So us as human beings, we get advertised to all day, every day through a lot of display. So lots of adverts and banners and um, posters all around us, trying stimulus, yes. well, stimulus, but it's a very much one way, and it's quite cold because, as humans, all we really want is to be heard. And the minute that you can engage in a two-way conversation, your brain starts to operate in a slightly different way, and slightly more receptive. And the minute that we can have this two-way conversation, then you, especially if the the content is personalised towards you, then it lands. It's far more powerful, and so we create these little robots which sit in smart speakers, but also in chatbots within. Uh, places like Messenger or or even SMS or WhatsApp, and they communicate automatically on behalf of the brand. Okay, so how did you get involved in this business idea? How did you come up with this? I know that you love Knight Rider. Yes, yeah. this is all about being able to articulate the vision. And uh, I found sci-fi did that to me really well. It made it very, very obvious to me that in the future, when we go through our lives, we will have some kind of ethereal assistant which will help us on our quest through life. And for me, that was you know well articulated with with Knight Rider and looking at Michael Knight who had a car and and an assistant who would help him on and a watch his, and a watch. You see, yeah, yeah, this is it. So you know, looking back now, we can see that Michael could talk to the car kit while he was in the car, and so there was an all, an autonomous vehicle with a smart speaker inside. But also, he could talk to Kit using his watch, and we now know that Kit must have been cloud based, very much yes. like Alexa. And so this is um, and so this was very clear to me. I didn't realise I'd have to wait another thirty years for this to come to come to fruition. But now now it's here. It makes me see that this is very much the way. Uh, the world is going right. Let's let's talk about that. Is it the way the world's going? We have seen that smart speakers have been the fastest ever selling consumer electronics device. Um, currently in the UK, we've got twenty two percent penetration. So you know, more than one in every five households has a smart speaker. But this is just the end of the beginning. So the future for Alexa is Alexa everywhere. So the the team that we deal with at Amazon uh, are now called the Alexa Everywhere team. And they have been pushing forward, you know, the, the delivery of 
these assistants in lots more devices. So they've um, released these uh, echo frames so you can talk to your glasses as you're walking down the street, echo buds that you can talk to, and even a ring that you can press a button and say, Alexa, what meetings do I have today? Hold it to your ear and she'll whisper that into your ear. And the whole idea and the clues in the name of an assistant is that you should be able to delegate tasks to this assistant. Yeah, it should assist you exactly. in your daily life. Really. You know, and, 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 and the, more, the more that you can delegate tasks and say, look, could you book me a babysitter for Friday night and that will give me another yes. three minutes back in my life. And the more of these small tasks you can delegate with confidence yes, to with this trust. assistant. That's where the trust comes into it again. And how about the competition? So who 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 do you compete with? So there's Alexa. They list. So there's about 200 voice studios in the UK. They list about 12 on their site, and they actually account manage about four agencies of, of which of which we are one. Okay, so now that we know we're onto something with this, you're obviously in the, in a in a really interesting dynamic area. Uh, how does it all work? I know that you've got, with Say It Now, you've got a branded voice experience, you've got conversational advertising and conversational commerce. How does that all tie in and work? So it's it's about where you start on the journey as a brand. So a lot of brands there, you won't have had any kind of voice experience or a kind of conversational back and forth before. So we need to have a starting point. And that's um, very much with the the brand voice experience that we've boxed up into an, an easy to buy product. So the last uh, piece of work that we put out under that was with uh, Diageo, which is a whiskey tasting experience. Um, and we got an average dwell time of about seven minutes per conversation. I had a look at that. It's just so interesting. So you can actually ask the voice assistants to explain the whole experience of the tasting and all the stages that you go through. I mean, that's very informative. Yeah, so, really, so really... The, the, the driver behind that was to differentiate a point of sale. So the um, the test that we ran was whether if we put a sticker on a bottle of whiskey in the supermarket and you were standing in front of 100 whiskies, would having the sticker on a bottle change the um, propensity for that bottle to be sold? Okay, so let's talk about the future. Uh, describe your ideal future as far, as far as these voice assistants and chatbots are concerned. Where do you see it all going? So I start on my 70th birthday. So that's really with me at my 70th birthday and we could only have a world without chatbots and on my 70th birthday I'll be talking to my grandchildren and telling them about this fantastic life that I have lived and I'm relatively good at having fun. Um, However, if these voice assistants do what I predict they're going to do over the next few decades, then I'll be able to not only delegate more and more of my menial tasks to these assistants and they give me more and more leisure time, they'll also get better at inspiring me and trying to um, communicate with my friends and family to find those moments that I just don't have time to keep my track on everyone's diary. And suddenly there'll be these serendipitous moments where I would be able to go for a dinner here or a small holiday here. And you have more of these you know, fun and enjoyable times with your family and friends. And those would be the stories that I'd be telling my 70th birthday. So I've got a lot of hope for the um, the, the interest and the, the different life that these people can give me. Okay. What about uh, the gadgets and the things that you mentioned earlier, the echo buds and echo frames, all these little gimmicks? Do you think we might have one centralized communication source maybe somewhere embedded in the brain? I mean, this is very, very sci-fi, but Could what be. do you think? The, the current approach especially from Amazon's perspective, is they, if you go onto Amazon.com today in 2019, there are 85,000 different products you can buy. 85,000? With Alexa built in. 
Unbelievable. So over the next couple of years, you will be walking into almost any room and almost any electronic device will have some way to interact with it using these assistants. Move forward a little bit further, and what's been very well proven out is understanding who is speaking. So I could walk into your house for the first time and say, Alexa, can you put toothpaste on my shopping list? It was a yes, Charlie, because it will know it's me. So you having access to your assistant anywhere that you go is is not too far-fetched. That is interesting, although the flip side of this would be privacy. What are your views on the risks to privacy? We've seen over the last 10 years with the rise of mobile in 2008, 2009, almost no one that I spoke to would have ever considered doing banking on their phone because they didn't trust this new channel. This was a new mobile. How on earth could you secure the phone? You can leave it anywhere and someone else is going to have access to my banking. But then over time, utility has come above that. And we've seen that all of these concerns are are not real and, and go away. Utility utility overrides these privacy or trust concerns. Yeah, I they, are, they are real as well. I mean, we do have problems with, but it's not, you know, we address those. Of and course, they're not unsurmountable. It's the same, yes. same with any challenge with the new with new channels. New channels will, 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 you know, they, they, you need to have some time where they're betting in and trust rises. And we've seen that over the last, over the last 12 months, um, people have gone from kind of, uh, 40% of people regularly using their Alexas to 70% of people regularly using their Alexas. So the, the reason to engage with these is definitely on the rise. So let's talk about a different type of risk, the risk to businesses that don't use this new technology. Is there one? As in the early days of search, uh, the ability to find your brand within a voice environment is really is, is, is going to be the challenge. If you're not there, then you can't be found. And now is the time to try and learn about what kind of experiences your brand should be building within these platforms, how you are um, represented and presented and then learn how to optimize those. Because as we see the growth in this voice channel, it's going to be ever more important for you to work out how you maintain your voice. Otherwise, it's not it's not a whole list of um, results that you get from a search perspective. It's a real winner-take-all scenario. Speaking about brands, uh, and specifically you mm. as, as your brand, I've noticed that you tend to put yourself out there quite a bit. You have a book, mm-hmm. the children's book called <laughs> this one, which you wrote for your for your daughter, was it? That's for her first birthday. It was for her um, first birthday. I had to, I had to uh, find a way to get her attention. That's a lovely way. That's really sweet. So you've also done a lot of press, including Telegraph, mm-hmm. and you're on LinkedIn, you're on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you're on Instagram. So, how important is it to you to put yourself? forward as the face of your businesses? So if you speak to anyone who I've met, they'll probably agree that I I try to wear my heart to my sleeve. It's very important for me to try and uh, deliver an image which is open and receptive because I I see myself as the the person who's generating a a, a repeatable and predictable um, series of opportunities into into my business. What skills do you need or what, what do you need to overcome in order to be able to build your personal brand in the way that you have? Uh, You need to find inspiration in every week. So one of the best bits of advice that I was given was exactly this, you know, you need to become famous within your own community on LinkedIn. That's interesting. Famous within your own community for, for okay. one thing so you know if you you've got your your group of um, connections on LinkedIn you need to be known for the one person to go to with one type of problem and I would very much hope that the people are connected within with me on LinkedIn 
know that if they want to understand a bit more about um, voice or chatbots or how to kind of deliver these kind of personalised conversations at scale, then I am an approachable person to begin that conversation with. It's it's really good because uh, uh, there are a lot of business people out there that are let's say a little bit shy, a little bit, you know, introverted, and they don't want to put themselves out there. They think that maybe, you know, they get embarrassed about it. And what would you say to them? It's it's never been easier to create little bits of content. And it's just, you know, as with anything in life, um, my kids are just learning to ride a bike. And now we're kind of running behind them in a terrified, crazy state to school and back every day. And it's all about practice. So your first year of writing blogs or writing updates can be can be terrifying, but you get better at things over time. And, you, you know, you, you just need to practice. That is true. You practice. It becomes less scary, let's say, the more you do it. It's, exactly. It becomes second nature. Well, and, and, and what you what, and, and don't believe all the numbers. So, you know, you, you, you put posts out and you don't think they've been seen. But you, I meet so many people who say, "Oh, I saw your thing on this." I'm like, "But you didn't like it." <laughs> that <laughs> but is it, so it, true. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. So how could people you not see like stuff. it when you saw it? I know. So and how people, could you? <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's, just don't 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 get um uh, don't get upset about the metrics behind things. Just know that what the content you put out is being seen, and everything is of value. That's true. If someone doesn't have to like it, they, they would have seen it. I saw something on your website, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to read it to you. Uh, And I believe you've written this yourself. So it says, in your own words, Charlie is in the peak of his existence and will continue to improve with age. And I definitely believe that is the case. So this comes from my understanding about lean and agile principles. And I believe that as individuals or as businesses or as digital products, they should never be complete. And uh, business that, that you're involved with in six months' time, will be in a far more progressed state because you should evolve it every day and it should change with the, the needs of your customers. The same with you as an individual. Six months ago, I was a child in comparison to the man I am today, and I hope that in six months' time, you know, I'm, I'm going to improve any further. And, and if you're building any digital product, whether that be some kind of conversational experience or even a kind of website or an app, you need to continually... If you understand that businesses and people are changing on a day-by-day basis, you need to make sure that you are changing your product or service to exactly fit the demands of an ever-changing world. That is incredible. You do need to monitor your environment, don't you, closely and keep your finger on the pulse. But, Charlie, it's been fabulous having you. So interesting. Thank you so much for coming in today. A pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. That was voice integration expert Charlie Cadbury, CEO of Say It Now. The Watch Time Show. It is at this point in our podcast that we're going to take more of an in-depth look from a digital agency perspective. I'll be speaking to experts in the digital field who can help us take a deeper dive into the insights we've gained so far and their impact on marketing strategy. This week, we're sticking with voice. To discuss the rise of voice search, I'm joined by Natalie and Elliot from Mentwist. Lovely to have you both here. Hi, good to be here. Great to be here. So Charlie mentioned that it's a risk for businesses not to have a voice strategy. Uh, from a Mintwist perspective, is it critical? So we're seeing that clients don't necessarily need a voice strategy for today, but what they certainly need to do is understand their audience and understand those audience segments that might be increasingly using voice in order to search for the brand or, or relevant phrases that they might be interested So, for example, we work with a number of universities and obviously they're targeting a relatively young demographic, Generation Z, and we're seeing a significant increase in year-on-year searches that are initiated from a voice-activated device. 
I think it's also important to add that companies and brands currently have nailed down their video strategies, their content strategies. So it's definitely important eventually to have a voice strategy as well that's going to complement the overall, um, the overarching strategy of a brand. Yeah, so Natalie, it's really interesting that you mentioned the video and content strategies and our voice strategies. Branding is part of these strategies. So how important is personal branding? So personal branding, I think, is really important, uh, especially for any business that's service-based. I mean, Mint Twist is essentially a people-based business, and the customers that we work with want to know the people with whom they will be working. So we see all of our colleagues, all of our people, actually as brand ambassadors for our business and we expect them to present themselves and push themselves forward. And we, we see that as actually value that we can leverage and it becomes a connected part of Mint Twist's overall brand strategy. So do you anticipate Mint Twist having its own voice assistant or chatbot assistant anytime soon? And if you do, what sort of personality, brand personality would it take on? Well, it's an interesting question. I think in the short term, chatbots um, can be developed relatively easily, but they work currently as question and answer bots. So you can set them up to answer specific questions. I think building in the personality is very much a few years down the line, and we'll probably be drawing down on the sorts of technologies that Charlie's team and organization will be developing. I would like to think, however that Mint Twist's chatbots would have a friendly, professional and, yeah, all-round um, very amiable personality. So, Elliot, not, not so much of a Don Draper from Mad Men, then? Not quite a Don Draper. I think a little bit more easygoing, a little bit more friendly, a little bit more approachable, I'd like to think. A little bit more loyal. Maybe more of a Jon Snow? <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. The Watch Time Show. Life is never straightforward, is it? That's why we're giving you, our podcast listeners, the opportunity to ask our experts any burning questions. We're going to begin with a common problem that is on all our minds. Is our smartphone spying on us? Natalie, is it? It's interesting you mentioned that, actually, because I have a little bit of a funny story. So some of you may know, actually, that Mint Twist's offices are in what used to be uh, Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z's recording label. And we still sometimes receive big packages for celebrities. And we recently received a quite, quite a big one. And once we opened it up, it was a massive bottle of Moet Chandon, very, wow. very fancy champagne, right? So, you know, we were just talking about it in the office and very excited about receiving this big bottle. Um, and then next thing I know, I open Instagram and I see an ad from Moet Chandon. And I was really surprised because I had never searched it before. You know, I work in digital marketing. I should know how they would potentially... That is creepy. Yeah, exactly. And then following a few months later, I'm telling the story to my cousin in a completely different country, completely different setting. Right. So again, mentioning Moet Chandon over and over again. And then a day later, my cousin texts me and she's like, you wouldn't believe it, but I just got targeted with an ad by Moet Chandon as well. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that, that, that is scary. Yeah, so very creepy. So obviously as a marketer, I went away, started researching it. I was like, how do I not know how they're doing this? But 
crazily enough, um, Facebook neither confirms nor denies that. Um, so there's no actually proof or evidence of the fact that your smartphones are listening to you. So we don't really know if that is the case, but it's, it's definitely something we are witnessing a lot. So Mint Twist are partners with Facebook and Google and all of the big digital advertisers. And it's certainly the case that there's no official capability for agencies or brands to use voice recognition as um, a driver for sending targeted ads to consumers. However, like Natalie said, because the platforms neither confirm or deny that the capability, at least the underlying capability is there, it wouldn't surprise me if the platforms were running so-called dark experiments into the effectiveness of that form of advertising. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me if it comes into being at some stage in the near future. I'm still really uh, quite freaked out by what Natalie said. It, it does sound like we truly are being spied on, but but we can't really confirm that. Spying is it's a funny way of looking at it, isn't it? Because certainly our phones are listening to us. They have to be able to respond when we say, hey Siri or hello Alexa. So they're certainly listening to us. The question is whether they're using those inputs to drive advertising. And we certainly don't want them to be listening to everything that we're saying, do we? And that concludes our podcast. Email any questions you have to podcast at watchtime.site or you can visit us on watchtime.site to learn more about any of us or our guests and do subscribe to hear more from us. Thank you for listening to the Watch Time podcast brought to you by digital agency Mint Twist. 